0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets.
1: This is the Bloomberg Markets, Corey Johnson and Caroline Hyde here. All. Here, she's in London, I'm in San Francisco, and you're listening to us wherever you are on the radio. Um, You know, it's occurred to me that uh, all these people quitting uh, President Trump's uh, uh, council, you know, the the catering costs will go down. It's actually good for the the corporate coffers, the, the, the government coffers, don't you think?
2: I'm sure they make a huge dent into the general U.S. <laughs> tax take. and well, so. It's getting
1: cheater, cheaper by the moment. We're going to talk about <laughs> what this means and who's the latest to leave uh, President Trump's advisory. Uh, but first, let's the latest in business news headlines and a data check
0: from Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Right now, we are looking at a mixed picture for U.S. equities. But the key takeaway here, stocks are fluctuating. They are also a little changed. S&P up point twenty-eight minutes to go ahead of the close. The NASDAQ Composite Index down by about half a point, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average pushing higher by 22 points, up by one-tenth of 1%. The dollar rallied. U.S. stocks mixed as the threat of war with North Korea diminishes. Treasury's extended losses after retail sales exceeded forecasts last month, boosting speculation that the Federal Reserve might raise rates again this year. As for the retail backdrop, Laura Rain is senior economist at FS Investment Solutions. You
2: know, we've seen a lot of online spending, especially in July. We had Amazon Prime Day. Uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out, and I should say the Census Bureau is still trying to figure out how to adjust for that, how to seasonally adjust for it. So we keep hearing such bad news about retail, and the reality is, uh, you know, activity is is activity, whether it's online or
0: not. Yeah, but it is a tough day for a lot of retailers. Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, for example, plunging 22.4%. Coach, after its earnings report, down 14.8%. Advanced Auto Parts, down 20.1%. Uh, uh, Home Depot, down 2.7%. This update brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866- Sector ETF. The S and P up a point, little change there. Gold down twelve fifty the ounce, down one percent. Crude oil also higher by one tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pallett. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: Charlie, thank you very much indeed.
1: That's the breakup song that Kevin Plank, the CEO of Under Armour, uh, shared with President Trump when he left his uh, advisory council. Or maybe uh, that was Brian Krasanich playing that song for the president. Nonetheless, we have a bunch of corporate leaders leaving, um, uh, parting ways with the president in a very public fashion. Uh, Jeff Green joins us right now, Bloomberg News uh, Managing Diversity Reporter, uh, with that story. Jeff, um, uh, I'm going to name drop here. Are you ready? Sure. Uh, here comes the new, So I'm standing there with Steph Curry last night. I was standing there with Steph Curry, and I get a buzz in my phone. I look at my phone. I thought it was a text message, and it was this headline that um, Kevin Plank, the Under Armour CEO, had just announced that he was um, uh, cutting ties with President Trump. I showed it to Steph, and Steph said, "Yeah, I got a call this morning that this was uh, this is about to happen." And you know, we we had a long talk about it, and and it was, but it was interesting uh, because it was nuanced conversation. Steph said, "You know, on one level, you also want." Because guys like Kevin Plank to be at the table and to be giving the president advice, uh, as opposed to sort of just uh, making a stand, and so it was a complicated thing, and and uh, staff saw it as such, and, and I think it is that complicated.
3: Yeah, and if you look at the calculus, most of the CEOs are still doing is they're staying. I mean, there there have been these departures, which have been what grabs the headlines, but most of the news has been the growing number of CEOs who say specifically that they're staying. Even, staying. even um, Walmart CEO, while he criticized the president's response, didn't leave the council.
2: And, Jeff, I mean, w- what are the risks if you do leave these councils? Because thus far we haven't seen much thrown Elon Musk's direction when he quit because of climate change, Bob Iger, or indeed Travis Kalanick when he he quit all the way back over immigration issues. But now it looks as though the Twitter sphere can come alike with Donald Trump if you do decide to step down.
3: Yeah, and it's not really clear. Merck didn't take a big hit in its stock. It's not really clear what that means in terms of one way or the other. Mostly these CEOs are being distracted from doing business, I think, at this point, and they have to decide, is an eventual seat at the table, assuming this council ever meets again, worth the distraction of answering all the phone calls and all the social media taunts about what position they've taken from from both sides. I mean, you see sort of the, the same kind of war that happened in Charlottesville happening on Twitter as as people sort of weigh in. It's clearly um, more from the ilk of quit than it is in the in stay, but there's, there's definitely these battles are taking place on social media as well.
1: Uh, our, our own Ian King of Bloomberg News is a terrific story in the Bloomberg Terminal and at Bloomberg.com saying, uh, you know, I'll, I'll read the 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 lead sentence for Intel's chief executive officer, Brian Krasanich. The last straw was President Trump's attack on the Merck CEO, Ken Frazier. Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't even it wasn't even its comments. It was attacking someone else on the council for leaving the council.
3: Yeah, and we were kind of guessing that last night, based on his comments, that he said the attacks in Washington were the problem, and that was the attack in Washington everyone was thinking about. Was Trumps actually responded quicker to Ken Frazier than he did uh, specifically to the hate groups in Virginia, and that was seen as you know as a problem of you know maybe optics. One of the things that I, a Stanford lecturer kind of raised, which I think is a, an interesting perspective to take, however, is none of the things that Trump has done so far that have prompted CEOs to leave are new areas for him. He's been clear on where he stands on the Paris Climate Accord and on immigration and his reluctance to distance himself from white supremacy groups is is not a new thing as well. So the, the the this lecturer suggested it's a calculus maybe the CEOs needed to do a little better job of is how much comfort could would they have if things went south to stay and if there, if it was going to be an issue maybe not join in the first place so there was sort of a a risk analysis that he thought might have better suited these CEOs before they joined because obviously some CEOs opted not to join for that reason
2: Interesting, and Jeff, do we we heard from Donald Trump saying, "I can get plenty more where they've come from." I mean, are we expecting them to be replaced, or as you say, I mean, will these councils ever meet again?
3: Yeah, there hasn't. I'm going to guess, and I have no knowledge of this, but I'm going to guess there's not going to be a meeting today or tomorrow. <laughs> I think there needs to be a little bit of room before they can start talking about having, um, you know, a meeting where they try to figure out who's actually still on, because several of the people who were on the council have left their jobs. For example, Mark Fields is no longer CEO of Ford, and it's not clear if they're replacements are going to be asked to join or would would ask to join so it, there's a lot of other things that are sort of in flux because it really hasn't been a meeting and and that's the point that people have made you know when you talk about this is if the advantage of being on the council is having influence on the president and he's not having a meeting so all you're doing is giving him legitimacy then maybe the, the, the math doesn't work uh, pepsi and campbell soup are under sort of some pressure right now from color of change with that with, with that reasoning they're saying why are you legitimizing this guy without having any influence, and so they're getting hit pretty hard on Twitter.
1: Uh, indeed, the Twitter sphere has a loud voice, and just really quickly, you know, uh, at Intel with Brian Krasanich, I mean, this is, this is a guy who's really staked his career on uh, diversity within Intel. Uh, being on, with Associate uh, President Trump probably didn't help.
3: Yeah, and you got to kind of feel bad for him. He said he was going to spend $300 million on diversity, and he got attacked for that as well. I think they mentioned rising security costs at one point that people inferred were because of that stance. So he's getting hit for taking a stand to supporting diversity and then for remaining in a position that seemed to be against diversity. So it must have been really tough for a CEOs just trying to you know sell semiconductors to, to navigate.
1: Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, uh, we are lucky to have you. Thank you so much, Jeff Green. Jeff Green, Bloomberg News Managing Diversity Reporter uh, in Detroit. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get to Adrian Mitchell right now. She's got World of National News headlines from our 991 studios in Washington, D.C.
2: Thanks, Corey. Higher federal spending and higher premiums would be the result if the president cuts off government payments that help poor people use their Obamacare health plans. The Congressional Budget Office says premiums would go up by 20 percent next year. The president has threatened the move to try to force Democrats to negotiate changes to Obamacare. President Trump says on Twitter that the CEOs who've left his manufacturing council are grandstanders. A third corporate CEO has quit, and so has the head of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Intel's chief says he wants to call attention to the serious harm our divided political climate is causing. North Korea has put its plans to fire missiles toward Guam on hold, but Republican Congressman Mac Thornberry says the U.S. should still go ahead with war games with South Korea.
0: We cannot let North Korea intimidate us from working closely with our allies. And I would say that's one of the most important things we can do is stay close to our allies of South Korea and Japan.
2: South Korea's president, meanwhile, says any decision about war with the North should be made by the South Koreans and not by anyone else. The speech draws a sharp contrast between President Trump's warning of fire and fury. Uber has reached a no-fault settlement with the Federal Trade Commission over privacy claims involving sensitive consumer information stored in the cloud the FTC said Uber failed to monitor employee access and did not reasonably secure the data. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.